Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. And uh, today is, what the hell is today? Wednesday, October the 25th, 2023. We're going to talk a bunch of recruiting because Auburn had a bunch of recruits on campus this past weekend. Here to talk to me about it all, as well as you, Mr. J. Head, Mr. Cole Pinkston. How about you, fellas? How about you? Hey, how about you? Hey, how about you, big dog? I'm on screaming. Cole's got this new fancy mic. Look at the green light. Ooh, I got it from Best Buy. Okay. Oh, that's that's bougie, man. Pretty cheap. Jeffrey said I ordered mine straight from. (laughs) Dirt cheap. (laughs) Oh, Mike's merchandise down there. (laughs) I'm using the box as my prop here. Okay. Um, Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Best Buy, man. I ain't never found nothing cheap in Best Buy. No offense, I, Best Buy. I, I got my other mic from Target. Oh, and oh, they've oh. discontinued it. Bro, man. listen, go in Target. I literally, I kid you not, I spend ninety dollars every time I go in there. It doesn't matter if I buy a towel or anything else. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's why it's Target. It's French, right? That's right. Yeah. It's bougie, Tarje. All right, we're going to get to a bunch of questions from the corner today. Uh, Before we do it all, though, I want to make sure everybody, all the big dogs have gotten their bird dogs. Ooh, Ooh, bird dogs. I'm rocking the the polo again today because I am straight. um, I'm buck naked from the waist down. I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. I I, I don't even – my my underpants are in the wash. (laughs) So are my shorts. So uh, I am, uh, I don't know if you call that commando or not. It's definitely commando, brother. (laughs) Won't stick to the seat when I try to get up. That's straight cheeks, dude. (laughs) All right, bird dogs. (laughs) Hey, as you know, from watching this show, bird dogs make you look good, all right? Uh, we, I don't have them on, but the stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh, leg, giving you that truly uh, sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but it fit way better. Oh, man, they fit way better than regular shorts, too. I'm telling you, if you don't have a pair of underwear, buy you some bird dog underwear. And I said before, the shorts and the pants require no underwear. You can go commando on them. Man, it feels so good. Um, the shirts are really good too. I love the polos. And, uh, if you order now, uh, let me make sure I'm getting the, uh, oh yeah, Auburn. You, hey, go to birddogs.com slash Auburn. All caps. It's one word, believe it or not. Birddogs.com. All caps. One word. Um, it'll get you a free, uh, hydro flask style, uh, mug or canteen. That's what I like to call them. Uh, so go give it a try, man. I tell you what, give give Bird Dogs a try. Use the promo code Auburn, um, and then let me know how it goes. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Birddogs.com slash Auburn, all caps, one word. Welcome to ninety eight point nine. All right, um, Auburn, Auburn, uh, who they play this past Saturday? Ole Miss, twenty eight twenty one Loserville. But uh, there were a lot of recruits there. And a lot of stud elite recruits. I mean, the, it was really impressive the list of guys that 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 uh, that um, 
that showed up. We're going to talk about all of them if there's anything left over after we get to the questions from the corner. So let's get straight to the questions from the corner. We tried it last week first. It worked out well because they know what, what they want to hear about. All right. So let's go Papa Woody. Papa Woody didn't waste any time. Mr. Cole Pinkston has some scoop. And um, he hinted at it uh, on Tuesday morning on the corner. And everybody, there's going to be some big news coming out of Auburn. We all feel confident. Cole went ahead and posted, giving everybody a heads up at Auburn Live on 3. That's what he is paid to do. That's what people like about Cole. You're not going to get caught off guard with Mr. Cole here. So, uh, without saying too much, Cole, Papa Woody wants to know, who are you talking about in the Good Morning thread? And, And listen. Don't feel compelled to give that away, man. The reason Cole gets scoop is because he doesn't spill stuff he's not supposed to, including sweet tea. So, knowing that, Cole, <coughs> take it away. Sweet tea is my weakness. Um, okay. Uh, first of all, we knew Caleb Harris was going to commit over the weekend. Okay. I talked to him at the Thompson game. He kind of – he tried to throw me, you know, he tried to throw me away from it a little bit, but uh, – also, when we got the uh, commit quotes that night too, so we knew that was coming. Um, we do, we do think there's another one coming, and and that would be Laquan Robinson, who officially visited Auburn. I think there's more coming uh, from this weekend, and I don't have any names to share with you. I just know that it was somebody that visited over the weekend, maybe more than one, and, and these are guys who left going, oh my gosh. That was the best visit I have taken so far. Uh-huh. <clears throat> well, that being said, I do think it goes a little bit further than that. Okay. And here's the crazy thing. I do think one of these people is going to be back at Auburn, maybe for the Mississippi State game. So I say we're getting out in front of it a little bit, but, I mean, if he's going to come back or, or, or if that's the case, there's a chance they could come back committed, kind of like Jordan Crawford did this weekend. Okay, Jordan Crawford – Commits during the week. He comes back as a commit with his buddy Naeem Offord, right? So I'd just say be on the lookout. That's the best we can tell you right now. And time frame, who knows? That's that's the hardest thing in the world to figure out these days. It is. But uh, I thought you handled that well. Yep. Guess what, Corner? I know the time frame. I'm not telling you. I'm just going to rile y'all up. I'll take a stab at it. I think Cole's right. I think it's either going to be before he comes or after he comes. There you go. Visits. The real Stanzi. (laughs) Will Hugh and company likely look to the portal, or is there any promising cornerbacks still available? For example, Kai Bates, who is committed to LSU. I touched on this in the hot board on Monday, uh, but if Auburn can get Caleb Harris, which they did, if Auburn can get Laquan Robinson, which they will, that's going to leave basically KJ Bolden, yeah, um, and they're going to go all in on KJ Bolden. And if they can get him, I think they're going to look from now on from the cornerback spot, unless somebody just pops up and they haven't yet that I'm aware of. Even considering, uh, I mean, even Kai Bates, I don't think he's going to come. I don't think he's going to visit anymore. I think he's uh, a long shot. And I, and I said that in the in the hot board. I guess the only guy I'm really watching right now. And this was before he committed. P.J. Woodland, he also committed to LSU, if I'm not mistaken. Auburn was kind of – he was on the board, wasn't really pushing for him. So I think right now, as far as defensive backs recruiting altogether, I think 
Auburn's going to go all in on Laquan Robinson and get him. They're going to go all in on K.J. Bolden, and I don't think anybody here is counting Auburn out of that. No, not right now. And then look to the transfer portal to fill some gaps after the season. And that meshes up from a roster management standpoint. Mm-hmm. Look at who you're losing. You're losing two senior guys that have played a lot of ball for you. You've got Kay and Lee and Champ Anthony. Kay and Lee's played a good bit this year. Champ Anthony, not so much. So it probably behooves you to have a little bit of a veteran presence there to pair with those two guys moving forward. And then you've still got another couple of freshmen that you took in last year's class that have really kind of – Cole, you can speak more on this than I can, but um, – you know, two young men that are larger corners, uh, and Tyler Scott, Tyler Scott, mm. and uh, the young man out of uh, JC Hart. There you go, JC. God, that's terrible podcasting by me today. But <laughs> both those two young men. So your group, you've got four guys there. It probably makes a little bit more sense to bring in a veteran than it does to bring in another young guy when you've got, you know, four all kind of grouped there together. Yeah, and, and you you go back to the Jaden Lewis deal. Uh, he was he was probably being looked at as a corner. So if they're willing to not take him, if they're willing to let him get away from them, then there's probably spots there for a corner, uh, whether that be high school or JUCO. Now, I mean, excuse me, or portal. Now we don't know about too many corners right now, but I am interested to see what happens now that technically Zach Etheridge is over the secondary and McGriff is in his new role. Um, I don't know how much that changes things, but it, it could. It could change things. Hmm. Right. At least with, with names, right? Sure. Targets. Right. Yeah, I think so. Good point. Good point. Danny Pitts wants to know, I know both would be takes, but if it was an either-or scenario, would the staff prefer Ryan Williams or Kevin Coleman? I've got the longest stick in my hands right now, and I still won't touch this one. Yeah. Man, I, don't I mean, I'll mean, be honest with you, Danny. There's no right answer here. No. And there's there's really not a wrong answer here either, other than to not say both. Yeah, I won't answer it from who does the staff want because I don't right. know. I right. don't know that, exactly. I would answer it from who do I personally want or who do I think probably. We'll take it that angle. Yeah, if you're I, the staff, Jay Head, is this a question you would be willing to answer? Sure. If I'm the general manager for Auburn Tigers football. I'm taking Ryan Weezy. Mm-hmm. If I got to pick between the two, I'm taking Ryan because I think he brings more explosion to the offense. Look, Cam Coleman, phenomenal player, adds a lot to you on the outside. I think there's more that you can do with Ryan Williams as far as putting him in the slot, putting him on the outside. Um, I've been on record as saying I think he's a generational type talent. I honestly believe that. Um, and for me, it would be Ryan Williams. Uh, I thought Zach made a good point, man. He, in, in the private chat, Zach in the back said the staff would cut another wide receiver before turning either one of these guys down, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's exactly right. There's yeah. nobody's turning those cats down. I yeah. don't even know why. I mean, I, I know that's been a popular question on message boards today, but uh, makes no sense to me. Um, who cares? Why don't you just say who do you think is better? No, not no offense to you, Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, DP. Uh, AU Tiger Army, uh, do you think any more 2024 offensive line targets will pop up as we get closer to signing day? <clears throat> yes. Sure. Yes, but there's a question later that pertains to this. Okay. Right. Cole, you've been cheating. I have. have he's, you? Been, he's been studying. Oh, no wonder he sounds so smart. <laughs> well, you know, I got a point extra up here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is he just following what the Michigan coaching staff has put into place? <laughs> if you're not, is that, is you're that not really? Dog. Is that really like the most egregious thing you can do? Steal signs? I mean, is that a big deal? I, so stealing signs is not a big deal. I think it's the advanced scouting. You know that part of you it. mean the depths they went to steal signs? Yes. That okay. To the depth advanced of, scouting, yeah. yeah. I got you there. The advanced scouting, because I guess it was like 30 different games that they went to or what what have you to to tape signs. Bought, that's right. They bought tickets to yes. a game. Okay. Now that, I'll give you that for yeah. sure. So that, but, that, I mean, is that not right? Just working hard? <laughs> it is. I mean, no doubt, dude. Um, but stealing signs is a part of the game. Everybody steals signs. I'm going to be honest with you. Auburn, it, all right. Yeah. I hope they good. are. I've been, on a, I've been on a college football staff. Stealing yeah. signs is done by every staff, okay? Point in case, national championship game, Auburn versus Florida State. Jimbo, because he's the idiot that he is, doesn't change signs, and he's playing against Damian Craig. Who knows what he's signaling into the game? Guess what Damian Craig was sitting next to in that game? Ellis Johnson, the defensive coordinator. <laughs> okay? They had their signs, all right? Everybody does it. Everybody. I I, I... – it sounds like Michigan's really doing their homework. Let me ask y'all a question. When I do the play script, how do you think I know what to call things? There you go. Because you're liking the signs. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he's watching the hand signals. The universal ones for snag or anything else, you know what I mean, that you see coming over there. Oh, he doesn't do it on this podcast, look. Oh, no. Everyone's <laughs> going for the air quotes again. All right, got to get back to the questions. <laughs> All right, Logan. Uh, which group would you rather have? All on the field at the same time. Group one, Malcolm Simmons, Bryce Kane, uh, who's Thompson? Perry Thompson, <laughs> Cam Coleman, or Malcolm Simmons, Bryce Kane, Perry Thompson, and Ryan Williams. Same question, right? Okay, yeah. Okay, well, hold on. Uh, do you want height or do you want athleticism on, with this group? You got uh, Perry Thompson, who's a big wide receiver. Kane and Simmons are kind of inside guys, right? Mm-hmm. So you need a kind of a more of an outside guy, but I guess Ron Williams could play anywhere the hell you want to want him to. Correct. Well, what, is the, what is the what is the fixation these days with Cam Coleman or Ron Williams? Why is everybody playing this game? Because Cam Coleman's back in the news. Yeah, Cam Coleman's back in the news. They're going to take them both if they can get him. I think the corner kind of have become capologists, if you will, and they have figured that they can't pay for both um, from an NIL evaluation standpoint. Oh, I, no, would, I, I would argue the case that you will find the money for both should you be able Absolutely. To. Absolutely. This is a, honestly, uh, if, if the defense, I mean, excuse me, if the offense is still trying to get out of the rut they're in right now, I almost might think Cam Coleman might be the answer here. Okay. Because the guy who can make a play without needing separation, right? Yeah, but does Ryan create better separation? Oh, he does. I mean, there's two sides of that. Um, here's how I feel about Cam Coleman. Cam Coleman, when you throw him a 50-50 ball, in my opinion, it's an 80-20 ball. Yeah. Yeah. It, that kid, right. that athleticism, those hands, yeah, it, it, it's a different deal. And then why Ryan Williams is so elusive and fast that any 50 ball, 50, he's not going to be a 50-50 ball because he's going to be three yards of separation between him and the DB. So two different players, in my opinion. Um Speaking of Cameron, how about Cameron K, 45? Do you believe Caleb Harris will get a ratings boost, Cole? And what do you expect from him in 2024? Think he's a too deep kind of guy? 
All right. Well, my opinion is he needs a ratings boost because the dude is just a player, okay? Now, I have talked with Caleb about this because, as you know, Jeffrey, from from covering this for years, whenever you get one-on-one with a a player, they ask you about their star rating. They They think you have something to do with it. I always have to say, no, no, that's not me, not me. Um, Caleb's, you know, I, I, I think he's, he's one that thinks, man, look, I <laughs> look what I'm doing here. You know, I, I feel like, uh, there's probably a way for me to move up in the rankings. I think the reason why he wouldn't is because he's a tweener mm-hmm. somewhere between safety and linebacker. That's when you're looking at rankings, when you're looking at the, the NFL draft, it's just a harder place to be, to get drafted or to get a really high ranking. Why that is? Well, it's just because it's a difficult, uh, you know, I don't know if you're a linebacker. I don't know if you're safety. So you're caught in between somewhere. And that's that's tough for people who do rankings and for NFL draft people. Doesn't mean they're not successful. There's plenty, okay, and especially on the college level. And, by the way, I think Caleb Harris can translate to the NFL, especially as a linebacker. So hmm. I agree. I, I thought your comp on him to Jamie and Sherwood was fantastic. Yeah, that's that's the one, I think. I like that one. Jamie and Sherwood. Deshaun Sheffield was there Saturday, and I thought it was Jamie and Sherwood. Really? Deshaun Sheffield? Yeah. He was there with uh, Brian Taylor. Get out of here. No, they went to blend together. That's right. I saw that in your story. I forgot about that. I was was telling Deshaun, like, the story that it was really Jamie and Sherwood's story. And I was like, yeah, man, I don't remember how long ago. He's like, dude, that was 2019. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like four years ago. He's like, yeah, I went to school with Jalen. I was like, I know, man. He's your, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, now? He's not playing. I asked Brian about him. He's not okay. playing. So he went all Where did he end up? Where did he end up going? I don't think he went anywhere after Blinn. So, uh, according to Brian Taylor, he didn't go anywhere after Blinn. Uh, all right, Moss twenty four twenty two. What deal with Mike? What, what deal with Mike Matthews? Or we get him on official visit anytime soon? Anything on Traveris Banks, dude? I haven't heard those two names brought up in months. I have, yeah, I've heard Matthews' name. I think they're working hard to get him back on campus. Huh. Traveris Banks is somebody I mentioned a couple of shows ago as maybe somebody we would look at at the cornerback slash safety position once we dropped Jamie and Lewis or Jaden Lewis, excuse me. Uh, I have not heard anything since I inquired about Traverius Banks. I think he's probably locked in with Ole Miss, and I don't know that Auburn's necessarily looking there. Is he from Tuscaloosa? Yeah, Tuscaloosa, okay. I believe. North, Northport. Northport, I'm sorry. He, he, but he changed schools because I went to go see him one day, and he was not there anymore. Oh, swinging a miss. Yeah, I think it's at Hillcrest. Tuscaloosa Hillcrest, Okay. Uh, NB Weagle, after this past recruiting weekend, who are the top four guys you want in the 2025 class? Uh, two offense, two defense. Um, I, I'll answer it as this. As the, who are the top four guys you think Auburn would want in the 2025 class? I don't care who comes. Uh, I would say Naeem Alford. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, just a Terry. I, yeah. I'd say for defense, Offered oh, and Perlotti. Perlotti, Jaden Perlotti. Those are my yeah. two on defense. Offered and Perlotti. That, that would be my two, too. Because my other, a, been, my other one would have been Jordan Crawford, and he's in the boat. So. Yep. Yeah. 
I'm going to. Uh, Eric Winters is another candidate. Yeah, yeah, Eric Winters was my one of mine on defense. And these are all just the kids who, who showed up Saturday, by the way. Know, all these right? kids were there. Yeah. Two yeah. on offense, Jay Hill, who you got? Or anybody? On defense, let's go Eric Winters just to be a little bit different, and then Tavion Wallace. I'll give, I'll put him as the third linebacker. You like him, don't you? I do. I, I think he's extremely athletic. Has uh, he been to Auburn yet? Yeah, he, he camped. Um, okay. But he hasn't been back for a game? Did no. he come for one of the early games? I don't think he did. Okay. I could be wrong on that, but I, I, I feel like I remembered him being there. But, yeah. He is the younger brother, by the way, of Trayvon Wallace, who is at Kentucky. Yep. Like the bloodlines there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, offense, KJ Lacey and Ron, Ron Williams. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Alvin I mean, Henderson yeah. probably be on there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any offensive lineman? How about Dubose? Yeah, oh, Debose. Micah Debose absolutely should be on that list. Yep. Josh Petty. Um, who's the other guy? Juan Gaston. Those are a few. Yes. Um, Who's the kid at the big offensive tackle? Brandon Jacobs' kid. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Brady. 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 Brady Jacob. Yeah, hey, that 2025 class is gonna be fun, dude. I sh- you telling me? It's gonna <laughs> yeah. be fun. G. Russ or Gruss? Do the recent 2025 commitments make Malik Altry more likely to stay committed, or is the feeling still that he will end up elsewhere? Uh, still, I, I think he sticks with Auburn. Uh, I looked into this this weekend. Um, there are going to Florida's obviously continues continuing to push. Alabama's getting into the game. I talked to Malik after the game Sunday or Saturday, and he sounded about as good as I've talked to him. About as good as I had, but about as good as you could, mm-hmm. and about as good as I've listened. Uh, what am I trying to say? He sounded as good as I've as positive as ever. As positive as ever. Yeah. <laughs> as good as any time I've ever talked to him in the in, in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Bow and Arrow. Uh update on Perlotti and the twenty five linebacker board in general. Uh man, I tell you what, I was when I when I thought of Perlotti Saturday after the game, he had on his Auburn jacket. Just the things that he said, I was I I I walked with him in an interview going, Damn, dude. But I did the same thing when I talked to him after Big Cat. Remember Big Cat? He was like, oh, you know, surprise coming. You know, I'm getting ready to flip or something like that. And I was like, okay, man, you know, woo. And then K.J. Bolden committed to Florida State, and everybody thought Perlotti was going to flip to Florida State. Uh, so I, I was I was impressed, and I, I, I don't know if he's blowing smoke or what, but if he's being genuine, the the, the interview that he gave Saturday, and, I, and there was a story on Auburn Live on 3, I think it was Monday night. Go check it out. Sounded very positive for Auburn. Yeah. Um, as far as the linebacker board in general, Cole, I think you said Eric Winters on there. Yep. Uh, the Wallace kid, Jay Head. Yes. As, as far as I've heard, the top three guys are Eric Winters, Jaden Perlotti, and JJ Falk. With oh. Tavion Wallace being right there with them. Okay. Those three, I mean, they they really think they got a good shot with all three to get them all in. So that. Do they have JJ as a jack, or do they have him as an inside guy? Correct? They have him as an inside backer right now. JJ Falk. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Did not know that. Now, now listen, that that is subject to change as he grows. I mean, you've seen him. He's he's. A big oh yeah. Guy. I don't. They like his. You know about Thomas type, big yeah. dude in the middle. 
Like big um, dude. Who was the guy in Alabama, Jay Head? Derek Thomas? So Derek Thomas was a pure outside linebacker at Alabama. Um, on the inside, from a size standpoint, you're talking like a Dante Hightower-type High linebacker. Um, yeah, or uh, Carlos Dansby was kind of like that, right? Dansby. Uh, outside. Though Dansby was so – like Dansby played safety and wide receiver in high school. He yeah. was thin and then just <clears throat> packed on weight. Yeah. The first time I ever talked to J.J. Falk when he was – I think he was in ninth grade, he said, I, I'm, I'm a safety. <laughs> I was yeah. going, buddy, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I tell you what, that, that kid is pretty on the hoof now. Yeah, yeah. I'll be shocked if he plays south of 250, man, which is why he, I think he projects on the outside. He probably does project there. I, I, I've talked recently about the inside backers, and he gets mentioned every time. So that's why I go with that. Um, but, but look, I mean, he's a he's both, okay? So right. is so is Perlotti, and, and Eric Winters could probably move back to safety. So that's mm. he's a lot of versatility player. with those guys. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the appeal. Uh, let's see, old Packerwood. Who is a quarterback you would like to see enter the transfer portal and come to Auburn? Um, uh, is Tom Brady still playing? Oh, yeah, yeah, good one. Uh, I, 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 I don't I'm do. not going to – all right, I've got – never mind. <laughs> Let's speculate on that one when the season gets out. I'm trying to think of, like, backups. Jaden Daniels, I'm just thinking of the best ones in the country. I'm thinking of SEC backups, highly rated recruits that are best SEC backups. I'm thinking of the Western Kentucky G5 standouts. Yes, that, that's and that's what you should be. It should be G5 standouts, so, like, AAC products <clears> – <throat> Conference USA, Sun Belt type guys that are really standing out to you, or like Jeffrey said, backups like the kid at Texas, Malik Murphy, or somebody of that nature that's potentially going to enter the portal because they're tired of waiting their time. I saw this question elsewhere, and I realized it's getting real muddy on who's got a transfer and who doesn't. You know what I mean? It's hard to figure that out. you got to really think back. Did this guy transfer? I can't even remember. Yeah, because I think a lot of people have had that question about the kid that's at Liberty, right? And he burned hey, no, Walker, yeah. He was hey, from Tennessee, right? Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Salter was kicked off the Tennessee team, but then technically entered the transfer portal to go to Liberty. So he never played a down at Tennessee, was only there for half a semester. Is that not a waverable situation? That's what people just don't know. Um, two of Auburn's best quarterbacks in the past 15 years went similar routes, right? Nick Marshall went to Georgia, Cam Newton went to Florida. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, the, I guess they went to JUCO and not to another uh, G5. Right. Not to a G5. Um, all right, Willis, Wallace, excuse me, Wallace. Uh, with Cam Franklin and LJ McCray solidly committed elsewhere, and I completely agree with that statement, are we targeting any other impact D lineman, or are we putting all of our, all of our eggs into the flipping Beeman from Bama basket? I don't, uh, not all of them. Not not all the eggs right. are in the Beeman basket because they are still going after Franklin and McCray. I mean, they're not going to relent on those two. But there's a lot of emphasis on Beeman. There's no doubt. No doubt. So I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure if there's like a a, a, a second option that is legit beside Beeman. I think he's the number one. And way ahead of everyone else, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, I, I can't even think. I'd have to look up my hot board. Any other high school guys besides those three? No, I think if we make a move on somebody beyond one of those three, it's going to be the Jaden Hamlin kid that's in JUCO. I think they may decide, make a determination, hey, we need somebody that's an instant impact right now. No, no and, Brian Taylor. Yeah. Brian, Brian Taylor's the guy. Believe it or not, man, they, they think people's reaching on this Hamlin kid. Okay. You know, he's from Valley. So I thought this kid's, you know, if Auburn makes a push for him, he's done. Up until this point, Auburn doesn't, hasn't offered him. They don't love this kid. They love Brian Taylor. Okay. Um, and then the, uh, the Kamari Copeland is another Juco they're taking a look at, but I don't think they have much of a shot with him. Um, so I think Jeremiah Beeman, if you get Jeremiah Beeman, you're probably looking Juco transfer portal anyways from there, right? Oh, absolutely. You have to. This defensive line, while it has played better this year, I think you're going to have some attrition. Uh, from that room, and you're going to need to bring continue to bring in more quality depth and, and guys that can create an instant impact. And look, while we don't have somebody on the on three site that is ranked extremely high, I am very impressed. I mean, like when you put on the tape and watch them splash. I mean, I think two of the guys that we got. I mean, that we got in this class, the young man out of Pike out of Pike Road has had a hell of a senior year. I mean, a hell of a senior. Malik year. Blockton. Malik Blockton, and he shot up several people's boards, not just Auburn's, other Alabama. People. Um, and then obviously the young man from Arkansas that's down there at IMG. TJ Lindsay. TJ Lindsay has played as well as anyone. He's good. <clears throat> Cole loves him. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, those are solid pieces to go with the pieces you got last year in Falk and uh, your main man Deron Reed. Yeah. Ooh. For sure. Oh, Red Mock, Red Mockham, Red Mockham. Uh, what's the pecking order for 25 quarterback targets? I've got three guys, and I list them in order. I think we've, we, this is not a new question for us. We've been talking about it. George McIntyre is shooting for the moon. Uh, Ryan Montgomery. Oh, you got to get me. What is going on? Is it just you or just because you're like, no. Look at that. You like my bird dogs? <laughs> oh, I guess not. Uh, all right. George McIntyre, Ryan Montgomery, KJ Lacey. Yeah, I think yeah. those are the three today. Like, who knows if they see somebody else they like um, between now and then that they decide to jump in on. It's still early in the cycle. But, yeah, those are the three, in my opinion. We didn't talk about it, but Antoine Hill committed to Colorado. Sure did. Well, I tell you what, that, that, that good for him. I, yeah, seems, seems like a good fit there. Yeah, I think he's a lot like Shadur in some ways. And I posted it on the board. This is not me taking a dig at Colorado. Colorado really liked the kid. They took the kid. He's a good player. I did not get the feel that Auburn was pushing there for him. I didn't either. I didn't either. I didn't get the feel that other big schools in the area were necessarily pushing for him at the moment. Doesn't mean that they won't. Just means that they weren't right now. That thinks uh, Prime's retiring after Shador leaves. Uh, Bar so hard wants to know if Ryan Williams reclassifies. Where does he end up in the 2024 rankings? Well, in the 2025 rankings, I think he's number six overall. Number yeah, top top ten. You know, I have no idea about these rankings and how they do them, especially for a reclassification guy. I mean, I would imagine he's still a top 20 player. My guess is if you're 
if you're willing to go out and put a five star on somebody, you're still thinking they're a five star no matter what class they're in. Yeah, I, I, mean, I agree, Cole. It's it's simple math for me. Oh, he's the number three overall player in the country on in the industry ranking. Number three. Yeah. Uh, number one wide receiver. Everybody's got him as the number three wide receiver on three twenty four. And I'm sorry, a number three overall recruit in the country. Yes. The number one wide receiver. Everybody has him that way except for rivals, and they rivals has him as number four. So top three. He'll be a top 32 player. They make 32 five-stars every year in each industry set of rankings because it's set up off 32 NFL draft picks. That's how they Still a it. consensus five-star, no doubt about that. Yeah, consensus yeah. five-star, where he falls in that top 32, there's not a person on this panel that can tell you. Who knows? But uh, all that matters. If you're ranking high school guys on what they're going to be in college, what difference does he make what year he's there? I mean, he's going to be a five-star in your That's opinion. Good point. Very good point. Zero. Yeah. So now you're, now, now you're going – you know, is he better than Cam Coleman, or is he more NFL? That's what the rankings guys are going. Who's going to go first in the draft? They they actually look – I think I've, I've talked to our rankings guys before. They actually don't look at it from a star standpoint. They go, who's the number one receiver in the country? Mm-hmm. And they go, okay, who's number two? And then they do it that way. And then they put all the different positions together and go, all right, this guy's better than this guy. I don't. After, at that point, I'm not sure. But I know they do it positionally first. Uh, good question here, uh, JMK205. Top, top edge targets for 25. Edge targets for 25. Let me look real now, quick. Caleb, JJ, <coughs> is he not committed as a Jack? Inside. We, we were just talking. Oh, about yeah, it, it, it's my understanding he's an inside backer. Um, it, at least when you – when we say that, that doesn't necessarily mean he he's going to be a full-time inside backer no matter what. It more so means this is the inside backer spot they're using for this class, which means there is a spot for a jack, I think. Okay, here he is. He's ranked as an edge, and I think when we talked to him when he committed, <clears throat> of course, everybody wants to be a jack, right? <laughs> Interestingly enough, Joe Phillips likes the idea of playing inside. He's uh, top 25 edges, do y'all have any names? I'm about to. I'm pulling yeah, Zay, Zayden Walker is always going to be on there, but I don't know how obtainable he is. Right. Um. You've got Zion Grady, though he could grow into a five tech, and he's obviously trending towards Alabama. Man, he will. Yeah. He, he just doesn't have love for Auburn right now. <laughs> yeah. Jared Smith. Jared Smith, who is listed as an edge, but probably a five technique like Keldrick Falk. I mean that's the guy they talked to him about. They, I talked to Jared Smith this weekend. He he now plays for <laughs> he now plays for Thompson. Uh, no longer plays for Spain Park. If you missed that, I mean, mid mid season transfer, dude. Don't ask me about how that works. I can't begin to tell you. Uh, but Jared told me that the guy they're saying he's like is Keldrick Falk, and this is what you. What about Perlotti? Yeah, he he's a, he could play on the edge. Uh, he's an inside backer for for what they're taking. Like that's the spot they're using for him if they were to get him. But he's an edge guy too. He can do it I'll, all. I'll give you two names that I'm tracking that I don't mm-hmm. I don't know where they sit presently. But Amari Williams from North Palm Beach, Florida, uh, and Grayshon Swain out of Jemison, Alabama. Yes, Swain's one. I'm asking. Oh, there you go. C.J. Mayno, uh, Amari Williams. Did you say him? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one that I'm watching. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, Matt. Man, that was some good questions. 
You have really to think with with Jalen McLeod being what he is, and we're, we're starting to see him wake up a little bit, get healthy. He's starting to play like he thought he might. They may go to the portal again, and this is a position that you go, okay, we don't need to overstack this position. It's a specialized deal. We have guys like Falk. You know, you're shooting for a guy like Perlotti who could translate to that position. You're going to have Joe Phillips. You're still going for Jamonte Waller. Yep. So 2025 may be one of the situations where you just get one guy. I, I think that it is. And I do think we're going to go to the portal for another edge rusher because you've got to put in layer depth, Cole. You're right. You've got McLeod coming back for one more year. You've got Sings that's got one more year of eligibility. Yeah, Sings. Uh, and then beyond him, you've got Joe Phillips. And that's really it on the team right now. Now, if you obviously – you know, you get the young man that's from Mississippi there. If you get him in this class, if you get Waller here, then, yeah, you feel a little bit better about it. But I still think we're going to go to the portal for some depth. You have Brent Williams, too, is another guy. Yeah, but I heard he's playing more five-tech these days. Than oh, he's okay. That's probably true. Then he's playing on the edge there at the jack. But I don't know that. I mean, they may switch. this may be where he was playing when I heard about it. Right. They may be flipping him in and out. William, this is a uh, Opelika fella. Yep. Yep. Oh my goodness! Well, I've been getting up and hunting, man. Beats, huh? Y'all you know what happened to me? You still in both seasons? Still both seasons. I went. What was it? Tuesday morning. <laughs> I've never killed one with my bow. Really? Never. I just started bow hunting about four or five years ago, and I listen over those four or five years. This is the first year I've really gotten serious about it. Gotcha. Like I've been practicing, I've been getting all my stuff done. I'm ready, big dog. <laughs> and um had a couple of little young bucks walk out in front of me yesterday morning. I was like, eh, no, nah. you know, I'm, you know, I'm a six or better with my bow, even though I haven't ever killed one. And then a little six point didn't walk out. That was what little is. It was all right. It was decent. Came out 16 yards from me. I hit the. Mm-hmm. Sent it, and I, when I sent it, I was like, "That was a good shot." Like I was, you know, I was I feel great about that shot. Very confident in it. That was all in about a, a thousandth of a second. That thought was as I watched the arrow and it had that little light on the back. It's really cool. You know, you could do this, but the light it was going right where you wanted it, and then all of a sudden it went, and went, and I was like, "Okay." And he, and he just trotted off in about ten yards, and he stopped, and he looked back, and I was like. Okay, is he gonna drop or like how does this work? <laughs> and then I was like, I looked back and I saw a vine. Oh, I was in there. I was like, you've got to be kidding me! You've got to be kidding me! There was a vine smaller than my pinky. I could not hit that vine again. If I had a million shots, I went. So, so I was I, I was grabbing for another arrow because he was now about twenty five yards broadside to me, and when I did, of course, the other two little bows were like, whoo, whoo, and I was like, "I'm kill you too." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they ran off. I got down, checked my arrow it was clean as a whistle. I found the uh, the vine, and um, it was uh, that that was the start of my bow season. And uh, wasn't you wasn't can't have nothing. You just can't have nothing. Let me show you what somebody made for me. Nice. Very nice. (laughs) 
I like how it says Jerry Lee. Yeah, I said I love it. I even love the name. Oh, Jerry yeah. Lee. Jerry, Jerry Lee. Uh, yeah, I'm going to plaque that vine. <laughs> so, anyways. It's uh, kind of cool, honestly. Yeah, it is. Um, so. Let's talk commitments, guys. We have commitments to talk about. We have Caleb Harris to talk about, Kendarius Reddick, 2025, Kendarius Reddick, Jordan Crawford. I don't think. Have we talked about them yet? No, we have not. Mm-hmm. All right, talk about them, Jay Head. So let's start with uh, Kendarius Reddick. Guys, it, I had no clue this was coming. I, I tend to pride myself on knowing at least a day or two in advance, like, hey, when something like this is coming down the pipe, didn't have an opportunity to even prepare, watch huddle highlights, anything, so that you could provide some kind of commentary. Finally got a chance to watch it after this popped, obviously. Uh, and this is a big one. I mean, this is the number, what is a top 10 athlete in the 2025 I think class. he's top 50 overall recruit. Top 50 overall recruit. Zach Etheridge went to South Georgia and plucked a good one. Okay, and this is a kid that's probably going to project a safety, in my opinion. I think he can play the boundary. He can play the field. Uh, maybe he's even got the athleticism, I think, to play corner uh, if they choose to put him out there. But a kid that's got a lot of range to him, he's still growing and developing. And I think he's six plus right now, or six foot plus. Yeah. Probably in that 190 pound range right now. Going to continue to get bigger. So you're talking about a kid that's going to be six one, six two, 200 plus, playing in the back end with that kind of athleticism. Those are the kind of kids in the style of defense that we're playing right now. You see how pivotal good safety play is. You put a kid like that in that system and give him an opportunity to grow and develop over a couple of years you're going to have your hands full. So that's a really great pickup by Zach this early, and it keeps the momentum going in that 2025 class. And then I'm going to turn it over to Cole to talk about one of his favorite prospects in Crawford. Real quick before you get to Crawford, Cole, all three loves Reddick. Has him the number 32 overall recruit in the country, the number three safety, and the number eight overall recruit in Georgia. So all three loves this kid. Industry ranking 78, 7, and 11. So, I mean, everybody loves this kid. He's the top 100 by everybody. Yeah, uh, 24-7 has him 97. ESPN has him 36, and on three has him 32. So everybody loves this kid. Little sneaky, man. I, hadn't even, uh, I think he came to a camp, but I didn't really pay much mind to him back in the summer. Yeah, he, he was at a game, too, earlier this okay. year. Okay. Yeah, maybe one of the first games. And this but, is um, a kid that Alabama and Georgia both had high on their boards. I have confirmed that from other people, that this was a guy that they wanted. They had no clue Auburn was this, in this deep with him right now. So to get one in South Georgia over UGA, big. Look, I think the world of T-Rob as a talent evaluator and a football coach, you get one away from him, Zach knows what he's doing. Another fantastic pickup for him in that defensive secondary. And a guy that, in my opinion, really fits the scheme of what they're trying to do. Uh, Jordan Crawford, the four-star from Parker Cole, defensive lineman. You love him. I do. I do, man. I, I've liked him for a long time. He, what I, he's, he's a man of very few words. Not a yep. talker. Not trying to talk. Um, very polite. Just doesn't have a lot to say. He's just a quiet guy. And he told Jeremy Garrett, "Hey, I'm in." And he's like, "Hey, did you just commit?" He goes, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, "All right, let's roll, baby." And, and uh, anyway, that that's how that happened. Uh, on the phone or whatever. So, oh, for real? Yeah. Hey, I'm in. 
Yeah, don't you love kids that are just like that nonchalant about mm-hmm. it? That I love it. Yeah, you know, I, I'm committed. I'm in. Yeah. I, I'm kicking myself, Jayhead. This is one of those where you wish you would have gotten out in front of it, even though you're getting people all riled up. <laughs> when, when, yeah. Because I knew, I knew he was going to Auburn. I felt really strongly about that. You've been I saying that for a while. Yeah, I'd put him in the RPM rundown a few times as a potential pick. Um, but I mean, he's a guy that Auburn's liked. He's a guy that I knew. He keeps coming to each. I mean, he was at Junior Day. He was at Big Cat Weekend. He was at camp. He's been to everything that Auburn had to offer, pretty much. And he keeps going to games. I just felt like. But as a player, man, Jordan Crawford, he, um, I'm trying to find a good comparison for him. Honestly, somebody threw this name at me. McKinley Jackson at Texas A&M. Yeah. That, now, listen, that's that's a good player, okay? That was a highly ranked player, a really good player. I don't just throw these comparisons around. This is Somebody actually put this one in my head and said, look, go watch McKinley Jackson. Now come back and watch Crawford, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of similarities there. He's an, it's an interior guy, but he's got – he is of the 98th percentile when it comes to get off and athleticism as an interior defensive lineman. Cole, you just you said it, man, and that was what I was going to say. You don't see one text with his kind of athleticism and his, you know, what I mean, like those are those are freak type guys. Now he's still got to redefine his body and continue to add good weight. But we haven't had, and you've got Justin Rogers right now. That's a three hundred fifty pound plus man. Yeah, obviously you've got Jason Jones there, um, but this is a different kind of player at that one tech spot. I mean, he is a legit. He can create some inside pressure that we haven't seen in a long time. Yep. That's a huge pickup. And not only is it a huge pickup, we've got two teammates. You might know about them. Five-star DB Naeem Offord for the 25 class. And then Alabama four-star D-line commit. <coughs> commit excuse me. Jeremiah Beam. And he tells me, you know, got a shot at both of those guys. He said, I think we're, I think we're doing what did he say in his interview? I'm trying to think. I think Naeem's I think Naeem's on his way or something like that. Talking about Offer, Naeem Offer. And I've said before that I think Auburn's possibly the leader for Naeem Offer right now. You've got a ways to go, but you might be the leader right now if you're Auburn and you know, we're starting to hear more about the flip possibilities with Jeremiah Beeman. So getting Jordan Crawford in the boat was huge for that too. Uh, I definitely think Auburn is the team to beat for Auburn. And, man, you know, I was told that he, he might be closer to commitment than people or he's letting on. So definitely somebody to keep an eye on, uh, especially, you know, with uh, with, with Crawford now committed, Jeremiah Beeman thinking about flipping. Um, that would be huge to get that trio from Parker. All three of those guys are players, multi-year starters in the SEC. Yep. Um Caleb Pierce, I know we talked, y'all talked about him already. I love the guy simply. I love his stats. I love what I saw from Coles going to his game, the video that he posted. I love a kid who's averaging what nine, ten tackles a game, playing for Thompson. More than that, is he? Yeah, he's in the teens. He's averaging teens. I think so. Great. He's, he's in the eighties in tackles. I think or seventies or eighties. Wow. Yeah, he was at fifty-five tackles two weeks ago. I know he added 12 tackles in the game that Cole went to go watch. Yeah, and he had a pass breakup, and he had a fumble recovery. So, 
I'll be interested to see what Max Preps has on him. But at last check, before he committed, when I did my research, it was 55 tackles, three interceptions, um, and six tackles for loss, I believe. That was what I had for him for stats. Yep. I'm trying to see what uh, how many games is this. Because it's giving me the 50. Oh, yeah, tackles. Uh, so from Opelika through October 20th. So he has 69 tackles. He's averaging oh, 69 tackles, 49 solos. One sack, I, I, one, two, three, four interceptions, three interceptions. I guess the Opelika, he had one in the uh, the uh, Jamboree as well. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, he's all over the place. He doesn't play – in the game that, that I went to, they were playing Tuscaloosa County, which is, is the home of Kevin Riley, who is committed to Miami. He did not play, but – Tuscaloosa County sort of went with the Auburn game plan right now. Let's try to get this game shortened so we can keep it close and get out of here. And they end up getting beat 39 nothing. But um, the game was kept on the ground for the, a good majority of it, and they moved Caleb Harris right on in to, to linebacker, and he was just fine. Got to love that kid. Uh, let's see. Talked about the three commitments. We talked about some potential commitments. Uh, we all, uh, Laquan Robinson, we're all uh, expect next week. Around this time, and uh, we'll see if anybody uh, else joins the class in the not so distant future. Anything else, fellas? Are we forgetting anything? Uh, we hit the, uh, the the high points of Cam Coleman, Ryan Williams. I'll give you a, a quick thing on Ryan Williams. I, my opinion, I think this is what happens. I think he uh, reclassifies in December. I think he takes some official visits. I think he takes some unofficial visits, and then he makes a final decision in February. Uh. Uh, I'm 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 45, 50 somewhere right in there for Auburn's chances of getting him. I think there's I think there's some confidence at Auburn. Um, I also know how difficult it is to flip a guy, but boy, I tell you what, he likes Auburn. He does. Yeah, yeah he does. Cam um, Bowman is definitely back in the picture. More and more. Um, I'm still. I think Cole's a little, a little hesitant with him. I think I'm too. Uh, I want to see him back at least. Two or three more times. Yeah. I, I think your intel is right, Jeffrey. I think Auburn is absolutely in the mix. Or at least that's what I'm independently getting from people that I've talked to. I, I'm also skeptical with regard to where we really stand. It's hard sometimes. It, you know, you're trying to – you're taking your information and you're weighing it against what you know it, other teams are also saying and or – other sources are saying about the legitimacy of a potential for a flip. And it, it's it's a really – for those that aren't exposed to it, it's a difficult thing to project sometimes. Texas A&M, who are, they, are they playing Ole Miss this weekend, Cole? Is that what we decided? I don't know. I, I can't remember. Are they off? No, because Kim's going this weekend. No, they got South Carolina this weekend, I think. So a losable game, yeah, at 11 a.m. at home against Carolina. Yeah, I, I got to think A&M gets that one done, but A&M has to go on the road to Ole Miss and on the road to Baton Rouge. Boy, South Carolina. What a slide. Yikes. What a slide. <laughs> yeah. Oh, A&M's got Ole Miss. You next talk weekend. about when you're in year, you. Are they in year two or three of Beamer? Year four. Year four? Are you no, three. it's three. It's okay, three. Okay, Him okay. and Harson were hired at the same time. Okay. When you're in year three and it looks like that, 
then I'll grab my pitchfork with you, okay? Is it bad? I haven't watched them. They they got two wins on the season, Jeffrey. I thought they had a big upset at the beginning of the year. Hey, when I was doing a scouting report, I was looking at all the different categories of stats. They are dead last in the NCAA in pass defense. But he makes office remakes and stuff. <laughs> He's really cool and hip. They got Nicholas Harbor. I mean, they got Cam oh Pringle. yeah, they beat they beat Clemson. Yeah, no, that was last year. That was last year. Last year they beat Clemson. Yeah, they have not played Clemson yet. Boy, you talking about two coaches that are just angry at the world when you get to that game this year. And didn't Bama break his, didn't Bama break his foot in the locker room after a game the other day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they lost to Missouri. Damn, so they've lost to Georgia, Mississippi State. No, I'm sorry, they beat Mississippi State. They've lost to Georgia, Tennessee, Missouri, Florida, Florida, Missouri. They're about to get beat by A&M. And then they got Jack State. The Gamecocks might put them on. Look now, Rich Rod's got them rolling, Jeffrey. Real Gamecocks, baby. They're yeah. all modern down there. Uh, oh, that'd be good. Interesting. Um, all right. Uh, that about wraps it up, big dogs. Got anything else you want to say? If not, we're gonna have. Uh, let's see. Stay tuned this weekend. A couple of Caleb okay, Wilson's coming in for a visit. As far as the basketball visitors, uh, Nick Cody is coming in for an official visit. At least two official visitors for basketball. Keep an eye on that. Um, I don't think Auburn has any official visitors in football. It's uh, Malcolm Simmons. He's coming in this weekend for an official visit. Yep. I thought he's gonna be an Iron Bowl guy. Yeah, uh, he, he told me when I went to go see him play at Mississippi State, and he, I think he tweeted out the date. The other uh, I, I think he just changed it. Oh, has he changed it? Yeah, I think Malcolm, Jamarium, Burnett, and Al Amon all announced in the last 24 hours that they've come in for the Iron Bowl because I see it on his profile now. Okay, gotcha. So nobody this weekend. I'm sorry if I hit my beer with uh, Saturday, November. Uh, nope. Not according to us. That'd be great, man. I could use a slow day. Use <laughs> yeah. a slow day. Uh, so, but basketball will have a couple of big timers, and then I'm sure there's going to be uh, Ryan Montgomery's coming in this weekend from Ohio, the four-star quarterback from 2025. Keep an eye out on some other guys in 2025 class who visit. We'll have it all at Auburn Live on three. We'll start we'll start heading that list up. Although I don't think it's going to be huge. Uh, it's going to be a what two thirty game, two thirty three o'clock ish game. I know they're burying it. They're like running okay. on the ESPN opposite of the CBS game. Like they are. Basically punting on two teams that are not. ESPN Dose. Yeah, the Ocho. <laughs> the Ocho, there you go. Uh, all right, cool. Good show, man. Uh, great questions. We appreciate everybody uh, on the corner asking those questions. We're glad we can uh, get to them if we did. Fantastic questions. Fantastic discussion for everybody. Don't forget, folks, go to birddogs.com. Get you some bird dog underwear, pants, shorts, shirt, whatever you want. Uh, use the promo code AUBURN, all caps, one word. Do not make that mistake of making it two. Um, all right. Uh, let's end it there. Except for. How about you? Yeah. Man, I, I was rolling on my exit, too. You were, man. I've got five. five. I've got five. Okay. Oh. I got two. Okay. Who you got, Jay? All right. In the Cole MFing Pinkston thread. <laughs> Great thread, by the way. The question was asked if Cole was the head coach, how would the season be? <laughs> Techno34 says, 0-7, recruiting ranked 57, played all four quarterbacks. Auburn's review four hours long due to play-by-play analysis. 
Jay had his fired as the OC after four games. Jay Lee hanging on by a thread as the DC. <laughs> the next one, the next post, para three one two. Jay Lee would. We're going to leave that part off. And call blitzes all night long. The <laughs> laugh would be the sound of the opposing offense's nightmare for weeks to come. Para, <laughs> I want you to know I laughed so hard at that at work. I was on the can reading that at work. I literally laughed. Walked out to see my commanding officer wondering if I had Tourette syndrome. That is what we had going on at work. <laughs> Just so you know. So your how about you is to Tecmo thirty seven? Yes. Okay. Tecmo thirty seven and Para three one two. P E R A three one two. Yeah, P A R A three one two. That's what I said. There you go. All right, Cole Pinkston. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Tyler Justice. Oh, T J. Hadn't given him one in a while. Uh, <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous is—he is a um, controversial one, but he is—he has kept me laughing in this Good Morning thread. So we'll go with Gorgeous, Gorgeous, and then I want Bubba with the at a circle. Bubba, okay. the B U B B at at. All right. Every time I hear that, I think Rick and Bubba. B U B at. Yeah. All right. I'm a big Rick and Bubba guy. All right. Are you? Are they still around? Yeah. They're still around. You know what their alma maters were? R? Yeah. O X F O R D. Are they really? And where did they go to college? They went to Auburn. Nope. Where did they go to school? Jackson State. Get out of here. Hell yeah, big dog. Did not know that. All we do is we we we, we produce stars, son. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my two semesters spent there. Yeah, <laughs> you know that one. It was a lifetime, though. I promise you. Woo! <laughs> uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, Para, Para was right. I trust. Oh, uh, let's see here. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, uh, how about you, old Buck, nineteen eighty-eight? How about you to Bettis, comma Jerome? No, not comma, Jerome. Just Bettis, at Bettis. Uh, at Uncle Rico 530, how about you, big dog? How about you to Jeremy Reading? Redding? Yeah. He's always a great poster. And how about you to Palmer Stacklinese? Oh, come on now. Oh, is it not? Is he terrible? Let, let's yeah, he's right. difference of opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I like old Pomo. Okay. I do, too. Apparently, I wrote his name down. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, uh, Jay is uh, he might be controversial, you know. It, not he, he is. He's controversial. Yeah, he has his own takes as it pertains to one Hugh Freeze. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he the Gus guy? He's not the Gus guy, right? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> the one guy. <laughs> the one guy was like to another poster, like, you're the greatest poster or something like that. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> he said, I hope you do practice. They say, hey, it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. All right. Thomas Aquinese, how about you? All right. This, that will, for now, absolutely wrap it up now. All right. Wrap it up. Uh, we'll be back Sunday night for a call-in show, hopefully talking about Auburn's big win over Mississippi State. The hated Bulldogs are a six – they get to six points, right, I believe? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Auburn's about a touchdown favorite over Mississippi State. Uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Like I said, uh, a recruiting weekend, but not a big recruiting weekend. Stay tuned to Auburn Live on 3 for all your recruiting intel and uh, scoop. 
Uh, we'll be back Sunday night. We'll hope to uh, see everybody there for Cole Pinkston, for Jay Head, for Zach in the back. I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stay out of that left lane. See ya.